fight fire with fire. <laughs> All right, well, we're recording, so I don't really have an intro planned. You should have an intro. Should I? Yeah, you should. Like a, Let's hello work on it right and now. Welcome to the Duke London podcast. Yeah. And then you have to go back into editing and then make it sound really deep. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, welcome to the Duke, Duke London. Like one of those. <sighs> no. Why did I come here? <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. No, All right, probably cool. not. All right, sounds shit. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for the support. It's all right, babes. It. I'm always here for you. <sighs> what do you want to talk about? I don't know. But I like being with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. We're, we're relaxing each other. It's cool. We got this. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so... Me and you have known each other for a long time. I feel like everybody I've, I've had um, so far anyway, I've like known no, for a long time, long which time. helps, I guess, to like have stuff to talk How about. How long has it been? About 10, is it 10 years? I think longer. Do you think? Bloody hell. Uh, we met in like Trocadero days or no, before no, JoJo's. way before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have because like I started Plan dancing B, in like... Plan JoJo's. Like, yeah. yeah. I started like 2007, so it must have been like eight, nine that we met. Mm. So yeah, 10, 11. Um, how I was thinking about also how to describe you on the because I was gonna like give you a little <laughs> oh I hate these parts bio breakdown kind of thing I was like Duran <laughs> uh, how do you say your second name Abdullah Duran Abdullah is mm. a multi hyphenate creative oh. based in like it just all makes me cringe <laughs> honestly that's probably like the thing I hate the most when someone asks especially if it's someone that's not in like the creative world and they ask me what do you do and then I feel like I sound like a proper prick when I say oh I create and I direct and I do this and I'm like Ugh. it just like I always end up downplaying what I do yeah, because yeah. it's because they sound like really glamorous but in reality they're probably not as exciting as maybe some people think they are but yeah but know. why does that make you feel like you um why does that make you feel like a prick for saying it because those are the what you do yeah no it is uh, do you know what it is i feel like i'm really sensitive to people's uh, like like just people in general so like say if i'm talking to someone that i know works in a job that they don't really love right and i know that about them already and then they ask me out of politeness what i do i feel bad to say because I don't want them to turn it onto themselves and to feel bad right right and also because I guess the things like you don't necessarily feel better than them no not at all no because of what because we know the realities of what these jobs include yeah. and then they're not that glamorous. and I can see people's behavior sometimes change when they don't know what I do and they might go on my, my I don't know my Instagram for example and then I notice their behavior towards me changes mm. and that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable because I'm like well I respect you just as much no matter what you do because they you mean because they think kind of like what you're doing is like they just think higher of me like they right. just I can just tell that they have like respect when they see my work and sometimes I see people give me a lack of respect then they see my work and then they change and then I'm like mm, that makes me feel funny about you yeah I don't know yeah I don't know. I, no I know what you mean and, and I, I, I actually feel the same as well but <clears throat> I try and like keep a kind of level head about it in the mm. sense of like it like I I often find myself like defining people by kind of what they do not maybe not with their job but with their um kind of day-to-day -day actions you know like like yeah. it's not so much I guess uh what I think of the person it's more like kind of what they show me that they do in real life that mm -hmm. I like define them off so then yeah, I yeah. guess I think the thing with our lives, like creatively wise, is that creatively wise, creative. It's a good English thing, cre sir. Creatively <laughs> wise. Uh, um, uh, what Very was I trying to say? English. Like, 
in the creative circles, our life, I think, has connotations beyond just job. Like, we don't show up to work at nine, leave at five, and then leave the office behind. Mm. Like, it kind of, I think it gives you an impression of who that person is. So to be able to do the things we do, you can kind of tell a bit about the person. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, like, and this is where I'm, I'm like, I go back and forth, because I'm kind of the same as you, where mm. I'm like, I've had that with dance a bit, that, like, people might not give a shit and then i had that actually in a battle where um i did a two-on-two two with someone and they uh, we didn't know each other before the battle and then we kind of were like oh fuck it like let's do it together because we both don't know anyone and we're both not going to enter yeah and the guy was like cool cool yeah yeah cool blah blah, blah. <laughs> and then i did my prelim with him and after the prelim he came and sat with me he's like oh bro it's gonna be good oh how are you oh. like wait but because i like held my own in the yeah, prelim yeah, and i yeah. didn't like how him. did you feel about that though for me, I was like... Did it make you feel good? Um, or was you a bit like... Eh. It's a bit of like shallow feeling good, <laughs> yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But it was kind of just a bit like... I don't see it as like he's... After the after he saw me dance, Yeah. I didn't see it as like, oh, you now have like a false version of me. It was more like, oh, you've mm. seen the real me right. now kind you. of thing. Like yeah, that yeah. I am talented or whatever. Mm. And like, like I said, this is the thing where it, for me it's like, okay, but it's not just like, oh, you're a good dancer so I want to be friends with you. Mm. It was more like, there's like loads, of, in my head anyway, when I think about people, there's loads of knock-on effects. So it's like, okay, you're a good dancer. That means that you're dedicated. That means that you work hard. That means that you care about stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, this is someone, if you've put this much time into this discipline, it shows these things about you. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I, I kind of get that with you of like, say your Instagram stuff, it's not just your work. It's like all what your work says about you. Oh, that yeah, kind of gives yeah, me that yeah. impression of who you might. I might be wrong. I'm, I wouldn't because I know you, but like someone else, someone else might. might be wrong about you. But it mm -hmm. kind of gives you impressions beyond just the work. Yeah. And I mean, I do this, <clears throat> I guess, with in the opposite way, in a bad way sometimes where I'm like, you know, when people are at a job they hate. Yeah. And they work in an office and they kind of tell me, oh, yeah, I work in this thing, but I hate it. I get a bit like. I make judgments about them as a person immediately. And I'm like, oh, well, you're the type of person that doesn't have the courage to like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a shitty way to think, I guess. But like, sometimes it's, it's true. I think it's <laughs> like, it's a very human thing, 100%. But then I think on the flip side of it, I know people that are in jobs that they hate, but I know them personally. And I know that they're very talented, for example. And yeah. there's certain <clears throat> things that hold them back. So I don't know. I, I, think, I kind of look at things from... Wow, I just nearly yanked the tea bag that out. That would have been a great um, part of the <laughs> podcast, especially because I'm not editing anything. So <laughs> this is all going in the video. So yeah, basically nearly yanked out the tea bag because I'm fiddling. Oh my gosh, stop fidgeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no. If you want more tea, we can get our uh, in-studio assistant to bring you some more tea. Yes, where is the studio <laughs> assistant at? Tea, please. No, he's, he's right. not. Our, our, pr our producer at the moment, we have, we have a guest producer today and he's playing Call of Duty. Yeah, so he's broken right Being now. very helpful. <laughs> um, what, was, what were we talking about? <clears throat> um, no, but Maybe, basically like you were yeah. saying that after people see your work, they kind of, their perception of you changes. I think it's natural. Like, I don't judge yeah. them for that because I think it's really human. I think yeah. I would probably change it in some way as well. But You'd yeah, rather I, they I, kind of approach you with a neutral Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And I'm not saying, I, I don't want it to come across in a way like, oh, I think I'm so great. It's not even that. It's just, I think actually it probably happens more in the creative 
industry than it does outside because yeah. outside people are more <clears throat> likely to be like oh that's really cool you do that like it's something so different to them that they're slightly more objective but right. I think there's a lot more insecurity within the creative industry because everybody's trying to stand out so yeah, that's interesting, so yeah. sometimes that could be it but there's so many I don't know there's a lot of angles but I think it's also it's like it can that. be with the I'm just going to turn this um, <clears throat> I think also with the um if you're not in the creative industry, like we were saying before, the, uh, some of the stuff that we do sounds mad, like uh, exciting or prestigious, yeah. and it's not. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we know that from the inside. So if you if you said to me like, "Oh, I'm working on a music video this week," and I'm like, "Oh, cool, that's good," but then in my head, I'm like, "Okay, but maybe it's not the type of music video she wants to do. Maybe mm -hmm. the the budget isn't great. Maybe yeah. the working conditions are shit. Maybe mm -hmm. the dancers she's working with are shit. Like yeah, there's yeah, loads yeah, of yeah. things that that way working on a music video might not be a great experience for you. Yeah. But I guess if you're outside of the creative industry, oh, I'm working on a music it. video, they're like, whoa, I just worked in the office today and you're on a music video. And it's like, mm. yeah, that's it's cooler, I guess, than, than yeah. an average job, but still can be shit, yeah. you know, like depending yeah, on what yeah. you're doing or who you're working with. So... I guess that I, I get that from you. Uh, I get what you're saying with that, where people can kind of feel like it's a cooler yeah. industry than it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say to you as well about this is like, because you were asking me about the podcast yes. before. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say to you, but I was trying to like hold off not saying too much before we got on the podcast. But um, Go on. The thing that's stressing me out about this a bit is that everything that I do has to, for me, has to have like a plan or mm -hmm. maybe not a plan in the sense of I'm going to do all these things, but it's like where the next step is. And mm -hmm. I know all the way from beginning to not end, but like success, let's say, of yeah. how it looks. And the goalpost might change as it goes, but I kind of take comfort in the fact that I know what the next step would be if yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to take it. With this, I started it not as a reason to like succeed or make money or something. I mean, if that works, then great. If I get money from this, I don't know how that would even work. But <laughs> um, because it was more of like a, I guess, passion project or thing that I wanted to use to express myself and push mm -hmm. myself into a different like challenge, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's, I've been trying to not have a plan with it and not think too far ahead, which is for some reason more stressful for me because I'm like, I think about- it's not what you usually do, right? Yeah, and I, I think about it and I'm like, why am I doing this? Or I'm like, yeah, yeah, I finish yeah. an episode and I'm like, ah, did it. And then I'm like, okay, what, well, what did I achieve? I just put out another thing. Like, mm. Maybe no one's gonna listen to it. I don't, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of, I have to have faith in that I'm doing this for me, which I feel like maybe I don't, do a lot of stuff for just me yeah it's more for the journey or more for where i think it's that's why I, sorry to butt in no, but no. i feel like that's why i'm i was really excited for you when you started this because i could see that it was coming more from like just a, a passion yeah. place if that makes sense you, you weren't really overthinking it <clears throat> so i think everyone's gonna see like the journey of that which so. is really like it's a vulnerable thing yeah. to allow people yeah. to oh, see you like so doing vulnerable. things when you're not great at it yeah? yeah like i feel like that with like nunchucking and stuff okay. like for those of you that don't know i've started nunchucking yeah very casually but and um, as random as that sounds it is that's exactly how random it is yeah literally. she just decided to just do decided. nunchucking <laughs> just because and and that's Didi. yeah that is me that's and that's it. a crash that's course the, in Didi. yeah that literally <laughs> is yeah <laughs> but no i think um, but that's also dope it's exactly kind of the same thing as this yeah you know? no that's why I, f I feel like i can connect with you on that yeah. for sure but um yeah it's a f you have to find 
that space within yourself, I feel, to just not be so harsh and mm. to allow yourself to go through that process. But to remember, I know it sounds so cheesy, but you have to remember that it's actually fun. Yeah. Like, especially when you're not being paid. Yeah. And you're not paying anyone else. there's more else. freedom. Yeah, and, there's more freedom. Yeah. So just say whatever the fuck you like. And if people don't like it, then stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also it's, it's the all the others like i mean right now i'm enjoying yeah. this but yeah it's all the other stuff around even watching it back do you editing get like and, cringed out and stuff a bit i just get a bit like because also i never do this i never speak mm-hmm. on rec or like record myself speaking yeah and i'm very rarely on camera when i'm not dancing mm-hmm. so I, I hated acting um anything like that i've had to record a few like uh video submissions for projects and stuff to instead of like writing a application and just watching those back is like one minute of me saying hi my name is luke and i would like to do this project because and i feel like an idiot so doing this watching it back editing like paying attention to all my little habits and stuff it's like it makes me feel super vulnerable and i think everybody else is seeing me how i'm seeing me so it's um yeah my point was like it's very different to everything else i'm doing photography video dance everything i have a bit of a plan with like I even started practicing like playing, making music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good at all. I barely know what I'm doing, but I know where that would go. I'm like, yeah. okay, I start doing this. When I start to hear better, then I go and like have conversations with people. I start letting them listen to it. I start getting feedback. Then I go to the experts. I learn from, th- I know what the step is this. I'm just like, could just go anywhere. Find as many friends as I can and talk to them. And then <laughs> and when what? I run out, we stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it. Like, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But I was going to say, with I feel, a, say from watching your work from, I guess, a bit of an outsider perspective in the sense that I'm not working with you every day, but I'm still your friend. I, a lot of the stuff I see you post and I see you do is, it seems to be, you're not one of those people that's posting like, on this job, on this job, on this job, here's stills from this job, here's a video from this job, blah, blah, blah. You're mm-hmm. more like posting projects that you want to do. It seems like yeah. to me, anyway, or a lot of the, percentage is stuff that you want to do and linking up with friends and creating stuff and you know you'll have the job in there I know you're working and stuff so yeah but do you create from a place of like I'm building an empire and this is a step on the ladder and I'm doing this to to have this perception or I'm doing this to work on this skill or is it kind mm. of I woke up today and I felt like creating like do you mean like am I calculating it more yeah, like where does your creativity come? Because I feel like my creativity comes from a, besides this podcast, mm. it comes from a place of um, another step on the ladder. So even if it's messing about with a friend, yeah, taking pictures, in my head I'm like, okay, well, he's a guy and at some point I might want to shoot fashion photography. So I, in mm. my head I'm thinking about how would I shoot a guy who was shooting for this lookbook or this, you know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. even if I'm just messing about, I still have in the back of my mind, how could this contribute to my overall journey? Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess from the outside with you, I don't know if that's the case with you or if yeah. you're just like, some because your, your ideas are so varied and so different. And so it can be that you're doing a dance class one day. It can be do, that you're yeah. like doing a photography shoot. I used photography to have a problem shoot. with that. Really? Yeah, I used to struggle with the fact that 
when I say like, because your Instagram almost becomes like your diary mm. in a way, depending on how you use it. That's true. But when I when I used to like, because I have my moments where I just you know scroll through and I'll, <clears throat> I can't, I'll try and look at it from like an outsider's perspective, which obviously you can't do because you're just yourself. Yeah. But I'd be like, God, I, I do that really... every time someone likes it. I go back on my profile. Yeah. I'm like, how would I look how at my profile I if I was that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love doing <laughs> that. But then yeah. sometimes I'm like, God, I look really random. Or yeah. who is that person? Or sometimes I'll, I'll like ask my boyfriend. I'm like, like can you tell who I am as an artist just right. from scrolling or do I just look like someone who doesn't know who they are mm. but is a creative that just likes to do random things and he thinks there's a, a consistent thread I think there is throughout all my work which I hope <clears throat> the consistency is me but I think yeah that's what I was yeah, gonna say I think your creative consistency is like you who you are and your yeah, essence behind all the projects it's just in the sense of a business perspective mm, yeah i don't know how right, much of that is okay, linked and I how much you. of that is because anything that you create even when you did your um you customize a whole load of clothing and did your own photo shoot yeah. in that clothing even the way you customize that clothing mm -hmm. i can tell that that was you. like even if someone it's showed me. me that i'd be like yeah it's like one of three people and it's probably <laughs> dd like yeah, yeah yeah so but then it's like say even customizing clothing was that just like this is my hobby and i enjoy that or was it oh this could contribute to my i could be not at all actually no. i'm really not calculated in that way okay. i think i like to surprise myself yeah um and i really uh honor whatever i'm gravitating towards so i don't dismiss anything even if i'm like really focused on something like <clears throat> i don't know maybe it's just focusing on making money and teaching it's usually when i focus on that that something else will come up and come up from behind me and be like, actually, this is what you're gonna be focusing on. So mm. I will go to that and then I might come back to the other thing. But what I've realized over time is to just not limit myself mm -hmm. and to trust in whatever <clears throat> comes up. And actually, I think in the last year more than ever, I've realized that I'm a lot more capable to do more things than I thought I was. Um, so actually now I'm probably less sure of what I wanna do in terms of my work and in my future than I was maybe four years ago when for me it was really clear mm. and it was all about you know shui and like really about teaching and building a community and I think as I've started to see who I am as an artist and as a person the ceiling has kind of been removed mm. and I'm like oh shit actually I think my imagination isn't even cutting it like, I think there's so much yeah. out there for me that I don't even think is possible. So I'm just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. And I'm finding from that mentality, I've actually attracted more of the type of jobs that fit with me. Mm. Um, I'm working with more people that I feel like are like, not like me, but that I just can be myself around. So I'm kind of like judging my experiences from that. If I feel like I'm hanging out with people that make me feel like myself, that can teach me something and that I can contribute to as well, I feel good. And yeah, with money, I never really see it as like the driving force, but I know that there's a shit ton of money out there. So yeah. I'm always in the trust that it will find its way to me. Um, yeah, I don't know so, if that makes sense. No, it but does. But in a, I guess in a logical sense, Yeah. Well, logistical sense, I don't know what the right word is. Mm -hmm. um, when you say like attracting, it's attracting you work the, mm -hmm. or the type of work you want to be doing. Yeah. How do you mean? Do you mean more putting it out there that you can do these things has attracted people to say, oh, well, then I'll pay you to do those things. Or the more you just feel like it's kind of things mm -hmm. are coming to you, the more you're trying 
like do you, do you see it as more of are you saying attracting in more of a kind of spiritual way or are you saying it do in you know a what? I, I don't even think I, I wouldn't even categorize it into spirituality because i think we can all agree mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. like everyone has a vibe everything has an energy like it doesn't have to fit within that spiritual yeah you know because i know like people like to box things and sometimes people switch off as soon as like that word comes yeah, into the yeah. conversation or it can make people like want to listen Jump even in, more. Yeah. yeah 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 i think <clears throat> for me it's just the more focused i become on myself and on my work i'm just noticing that it's just creating the right opportunities for right. me regardless of whether or not i decide to post it yeah. if i've done a really intentional post because i want it to connect with people just building myself and building my confidence, I think it reaches so far out that you're not aware of it. Mm. Like it's something that you, you can't necessarily grab onto, which I know some people find that difficult because people want to find a formula, put it in a box yeah. and then be like, right, that's it. That's what, that's the thing that's going to make me succeed. But I think that always changes. Yeah. And, if and also could... I guess people find habit in routine, uh, find comfort in routines yeah. and habits, you know, yeah. like if they feel like what they're doing is working and they can keep doing that. And that's, mm. especially where we're not so... Well, that's where you get confidence as well. It's yeah. like through habit, obviously, through realising that things are working. Yeah. Um, I actually feel like I hit more walls when I was being a little bit too strategic. Yeah. Um, I think that took away, like that had started to take away from the work that I was doing because I was more aware of the external rather than focusing on me. Mm. Um, and then I noticed that definitely had an impact on my work. So I was like, just fuck it. Just do what I want. Yeah. And, and I think especially if you're, I, I really stand behind this. I think I even have it on my website, but that like an artist isn't necessarily defined by the medium that they choose mm -hmm. to express themselves with. Yeah, like absolutely. if you're an artist, I kind of believe, and for everyone, I believe that you're an artist. Like mm -hmm. if you, and uh, to a certain extent, I do believe that everybody's an artist. Like yeah, I don't same. feel like there's no one that has uh, an um, how do I phrase this? Like, there's no, I don't think that there's mm -hmm. no person in the world that doesn't have a, oh, this is a, a mess of a sentence. Street, I don't know. I don't think you could find yeah. a single person in the world <laughs> that didn't have an artistic outlet somewhere. Yeah. You might have to dig and you might have to like get them to try loads of stuff, but everyone has something that something. they would have in an artistic kind of yeah. way, I think. And I then agree. there's a whole conversation about what even is art, but we're not going to, we don't have time to get into that. Bloody yuck. But I think also it's like, I get people saying to me, and especially people that are more on the outside of my friendship circle and stuff, saying, oh, you do so many cool things and you're good at so many things. And I'm like, I don't actually think I am good at yeah. that many things. I just do things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's the difference. I think you're like that as well, where it's like you don't need to feel like you have a talent for something to mm -hmm. start it. You're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I want to do this. Mm hmm. I think so that's I'm all it gonna. needs. It yeah. just needs that you want to do it and then that's it. A lot of people <laughs> do say, like, I've spoken to so many people that I say, um, just kind of non-dancers. I mm. say, oh, go, yeah, why don't you go and try to take this dance class or something like that? And they say, oh, I can't dance. I say, well, yeah, that's why you go to a class. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you don't have yeah. to be able to do the thing to start doing the oh, thing. I say you know that what I mean? Time in my classes, like, yeah. yeah. And there's so many people that kind of don't do extra things because they feel like that. Mm. They, oh, I haven't already shown a talent for this thing, so I'm not going to do it when i first bought a camera when i first went to a dance class when i first Everyone's started my podcast at everything at one point <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. so i think and it depends on your motivation and your way of doing it for me i think i have more faith in my um ability to get good at stuff yeah than anything i don't necessarily think i'm talented at these things or, or that i'm any more creative than the average person i'm just think i'm good at like 
okay, I want to be a photographer, so yeah. how do I get good at that? Mm-hmm. Or if I was to apply that to this, I'm like, I want to be a podcast host. How do I yeah, yeah, yeah. make the most success? I'm trying not to, but mm. I have faith in that process in myself. Whereas I think, say, I would say with you, I don't see that you're so like that of, I need to get good. You're more a thing of like, mm. I've got something inside I want to express. I'm going to do it well, via some this things or this. I am. Some, Are you? Yeah, some things I am. Like with, with nunchucking, for example, like I want to get good because anything in between is shit. Like for me, how do you mean? Like with nunchucking, you can't just be like a you know a beginner nunchucker for the rest of your life and be satisfied with oh, that. Really? In my opinion, I know like, literally nothing about like I don't know too much I about even it either because I'm still at the beginning. But I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Like with certain things, I want to experience it in its like best. Like how come? What be- do you think the motivation behind that is? Um, because I can see the freedom that is at that point. And so for me, it's always about the freedom. Right. So if I, which is really interesting, actually, I feel like I'm just discovering this about myself (laughs) even now. You're welcome. (laughs) Therapy with the Duke London. (laughs) (laughs) But say, for example, if you go on my Instagram and you see that post uh, where I've like customized like the backdrop and I've done like clothes, um, I didn't know how good I would be at that. I mean, I used to customize clothes back in the day, but I've never done it in that way where I've like drawn on stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like really like therapeutic. I'm <laughs> finding that I'm expressing myself like really well with this. Yeah. And so I got that release. And now I don't feel like I need to do that every day or I don't feel like I need to mm. improve on that so much because I already established a point of freedom with what I have. Like you didn't need any particular skills to feel free in doing this creative not not anything more than what i already have right um and i'm not that's not to say i can't get better at it yeah, or yeah. i couldn't have created but just for you better. to feel like you're at a point of freedom with it yeah there's a certain level of skill set that you get to and you're like okay now i feel free in this yeah. thing i don't need to or i don't care exactly do you feel like you fall off you kind of giving a shit about it and you're like oh, i'm bored of that thing because i can feel free in it i don't think it's boredom because the one thing i've realized that i just go like round in circles in a way and every time i go around another circle I've improved on the last set of skills and it just keeps happening so I've done customizing before back in the day but this time when I did it I was a lot better than before Mm. but I haven't practiced those skills yeah so I think as an as kind of going back to what you said before about being a create being an artist think it's informed via all the different mediums and so your yeah. mi- it's your mind that goes into those projects differently 100%, yeah. so it's not necessarily all oh, that i needed better sewing skills or better drawing skills just i'd worked my mind in such a way that when i went back to it years and years later it just was so much better than what i'd done before yeah so i was like oh okay so i probably will go back to that again at some point right so it's not necessarily bored of it it's just a fulfilled like that this, moment this that that moment it yeah. was there for that moment and yeah it was really fun yeah but there's only certain things that grip me and keep me consistent and those are the things that i have to work really hard for so when something's more of a challenge you're yeah. going to spend more yeah invest more sure. time into like it. nunchucking you can't just pick up a pair of nunchucks and just be great at it yeah. you'll smack yourself around the face <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i have yeah so many times but yeah that is more of a challenge because i'm like okay when i do get to the point of being free that I, that will probably stay in my life for a long time because it's taken me a long time to get there right. rather than that something sense. that I just picked up, you know, and in a few weeks I yeah. put it together and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. yeah, it's like a, a fix, like a drug fix for your creativity. Like yeah. that's how it feels. So, yeah. So when you're doing stuff like nunchucking and stuff, you're not, you're doing it more from a place of giving yourself a challenge rather than trying to achieve anything in particular. I see them as like self-investments. So like dance, for example, um, definitely nunchucking, mm. teaching, all of these, like probably the things that I've just been doing for a really long time. 
I see them as like relationships that I'm building with myself and then ones that eventually I kind of reach out to other people I guess with them so they they become bigger than myself mm. um so yeah that's I, self self investment is literally how I see them like because you're working through like all of your insecurities through yeah. that whole process yeah like, oh, I'm really shit at this. Oh, I'm really good at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just got a new move or I just managed to do that. Oh, wicked. And then, oh my God, I can't I can't do this thing. And it's taken me like, bloody four weeks to just get one simple move, which yeah. in my head I thought I would be really good at. So then you're constantly having to like work on this relationship with yourself to keep going that one step further. Mm. Which and you can apply to different... Which you can apply to absolutely everything. So I feel like those things always stay with me for a long time because I'm having to dig a lot deeper to even get half decent at them. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, well the other thing I was going to say is that I feel like <clears throat> one thing that artists could maybe struggle with that i think you don't mm -hmm. or from an outsider perspective i feel like you don't yeah is that say we're, we're trying to work and even people that are doing part-time jobs or full-time jobs or doing freelance you it's quite a luxury to be able to self-invest and to be able to just try stuff for the sake of it like even this podcast if i was working full-time yeah. and doing photography and dance i wouldn't have time to do this shit or learn how to do it or to edit or like i wouldn't have the money to to invest in this or whatever so yeah i think it's quite a luxury to be able to do that so how do you balance actually working and mm -hmm. like paying the bills and doing stuff that's kind of i guess immediate progression for your career yeah as opposed to like just things that you're like, I don't see the end product, but I know this is going to help grow me as a person. Because I think that's what a lot of people miss, especially it's so vital in the creative field yeah. to invest in yourself and your own creativity just for the sake of creativity. Mm -hmm. But then people need to make money and need to do work and need to get jobs. So they end up spending all their time mm. doing yeah, the yeah, productive yeah. things or the um, things that they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, I guess, grow as much. I've had problems with that as well. Yeah, I mean, I still struggle with finding the balance of that. I think sometimes it's it will get to the point where I'm like, shit, I'm broke. I need to yeah. bloody do some work. Yeah. That's me right <laughs> now, I've been, to be honest. Yeah, like, and that it, that does happen. And <laughs> sorry, I, sorry if you're out there, hi, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's probably an ongoing yeah. journey, I guess. Like sometimes you get it wrong, sometimes you get it right. Yeah, sometimes I get the balance really right and that feels good, but sometimes I'm just totally off. But then, to be honest, I think when you have been doing that for such a long time and you've never died from it you kind of just think ah he'll be fine yeah. and i know it's like that's not necessarily the most mature or smartest way to go about it but i guess when you prioritize certain things more than others that will always win for me because for me my mental health is like really important to me if i don't create and if i don't uh, move my body regularly all of those things like it will start to have an impact on just my mental state and then I can't work so I need to do both to keep myself healthy so it's sometimes more from a need of like necessity to survive mentally mm. rather than it is like having the luxury to so so you would say that kind of I guess you're trying out new creative avenues and experimenting with your creativity is kind of part of your self-care routine yeah, 100%. as much as like taking a bath mm. after a long day is kind yeah. of thing i mean i used to sorry to go off a little no, bit no. off topic but i used to work because <laughs> there's no need to stay on topic for this <laughs> <laughs> um i used to be a visual merchandiser for house of fraser i remember that's was yeah. that when i met you 
probably before, no. maybe you might have even known me before that but you yeah. would have known me that i time. know you did during that because we did that fashion yeah. show thing for you yeah, we were about, yeah. yeah oh my god yeah i forgot about that <laughs> so yeah that i was in house of Fraser for about four four and a half years mm-hmm. um and i built myself up to to visual merchandiser with like no experience just literally having a creative eye and just having a mouth to yeah. tell people I wanted to do it that's a big part of everything is just yeah. having the confidence just, to say yeah I can do that yeah and I like really believing in myself like I used to see like people doing the job and I'd be like I could do that yeah. or I can do it yeah, better yeah, yeah. so I have a point about that but we'll come on to it later yeah. yeah so I did that for quite a long time um and I got very comfortable in that job because to a certain extent it was like creatively f- fulfilling mm-hmm. because you know i get to like dress up mannequins and do shop fits and you're but also then, getting a normal wage kind and of i'm thing. getting a normal wage so i had that stability as well which was really nice and i was able to like buy into like my fashion <clears throat> um my my fashion passion yeah <laughs> that's so lame. Uh, rhyming oh, is terrible gosh yeah but you know i used to like go out and buy the clothes that i wanted like all of yeah. that stuff and it's a very um, like addictive thing to, to be able to do. And then every few months or so, like I used to come to this point where I'm like, hmm, I'm just making this shop fit look great so that people can buy the stuff that's in it to make money for this business that is nothing to do with me for people that don't give a shit about me. Right. And it's not going anywhere. Like it's not feeding the world in a positive way. And I just realized- And probably like a lot of the, knowing you, you probably paid a lot of attention to detail and maybe people didn't even yeah, take that 100%. in. Yeah, 100%. And you know, like you'd put your heart into something <clears throat> and then someone would come over and just like move it and change yeah. it. And that would, it would affect me emotionally. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sensitive. But that was something that I that kept coming up for me and during that time I mean I I like to draw things together and you know maybe see it as a sign to some degree but it definitely makes sense now why I was getting so ill as well around that time and um I suffered like with kidney stones for like maybe like a lot well I still kind of have it but I was in hospital maybe four or five times a year having I think operations. I vaguely remember. Yeah. It's not, to be honest, I, I always forget that. that I have it. It's yeah. really weird. I don't go around, you know, yeah. talking about it. But I do it. remember a time when you, I think I remember a time when you telling me like you yeah. were in and out of hospital. I stuff. was really ill, like yeah. a lot. And that happened in the time that I was at House of Fraser. And I never, right. you, you don't ever think, oh, it's anything to do with your work. Like, how is that connected yeah, at yeah. all? But I'd, obviously there's, you know, there's proof. And I think everyone knows that stress levels and stuff like contribute massively yeah. to when you're ill. And also it's like not even maybe directly, but like if you're more stressed, you're going to pay less attention to taking care of yourself. Exactly. Like be there's the so many yeah. factors. And I just remember like just going around in this circle, just constantly ill, being back at work, constantly ill. And I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I got seriously ill and I had to be off work for a long amount of time that I ended up visiting like all my creative outlets in those recovery periods. And that's actually where I built most of my skills mm. was in those times of recovery. So I learned how to do sewing. I learned how to do like customization for like nails and, like just all these different things that I just kind of took on during like recovery periods. It made me realize that those things were uplifting me and making me feel a lot healthier. And then the minute I went back to work, I just started to feel pains. And Mm. I don't know if it was a mental thing that I was doing, but every time I was stressed, I'd be convinced that my kidneys were hurting. Right, right, right. And it was just, and I was like, this is really like getting too much. And the minute I stopped working there, I'm not saying I healed, but just, the amount of times that I went to the hospital or the amount of times I felt ill, it just like, honestly, less than half than when I was working at Mm. House of Fraser, nine to five type job. So when, what, how did it, let me think of what question I'm asking you. After 
that was that when you left and went full-time freelance kind of creative um no well after that i i was a like an events <clears throat> organizer for a nightclub so okay. i went into that Where but that, that that was in north london did I know about that? I don't know. It was quite a secret job, I feel like. I don't right. feel like loads of people knew that I did that. Just kind of putting on their, like... Well, I, I was... Um, I would do, like, the decorating for, like, their events. Oh, nice. So, like, for Valentine's and New Year's. And I would get in the dancers. And I would look after, like, the VIP tables and things like that. Which, again, like, makes sense why I fell into that job. Because I've taken a lot of those skills into yeah. what I do now. And I guess that's a bit of a step away from House of Rage. Yes. Into... And it was, I guess, in a sense, it was, like, freelance in comparison because i yeah. had a lot more freedom and then yeah slowly went into into freelance from there but it always yeah it just always felt right to be freelance to be honest i need the freedom yeah like the minute i feel like i'm restricted to something i'll just spaz out and have yeah like no <laughs> you can't yeah. make me do anything fair enough yeah interesting i was just just thinking about what you just said so okay so then you went freelance did you have a plan in mind or did you just kind of be like i don't want to do that stuff anymore no i didn't have a plan yeah. i just i knew that i could teach dance so right. i was always going to go to that first yeah yeah yeah. It's the easiest thing right <clears throat> yeah um sure. but i didn't know how anything else would would pan out because okay. yeah i don't really feel like i've followed a linear path in anything so there almost wasn't anyone to look at to see their path and be like oh that's how i want to do it yeah like i knew that i just had to build my own my own path yeah, yeah. i think sense. that's some of the hardest things for for creatives and freelancers is like we don't have that even in people that are doing really similar stuff to us it's quite different and mm -hmm. everybody makes their money in different ways yeah. and in different proportions from different things yeah, yeah yeah and some things are a passion project where other people and people value there. different things as well yeah. yeah so it's kind of hard to i guess to have a blueprint of how to do this stuff mm. in a way yeah very yeah. true but I think, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I also feel the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it's like, like all the time. It is, it is. <laughs> Scrap everything I just said. Let's have another yeah. interview. I could start again. Yeah, yeah. Or I just interview myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I disagree with you, me. Um, no, but I, I mean, I think in a way, I think I mean it in two different ways. Like it is hard to have a blueprint in the sense of, okay, I want to do this specific mix of creative stuff and I want to do it in this proportion of time for each thing and I want to make money off it and I want to do this. And that's hard because there's not many other people that have the same mix mm -hmm. that you have. But I guess there is still a lot of business stuff that you can apply yeah. and a lot of structural approaches that you can have to creative work the same as anything else the same as being an accountant same as being oh, a yeah. marketer or whatever but i think uh, i mean i don't know if you feel the same but i feel like a lot of artists i was kind of talking about this um on last week's podcast with dennis i'm saying last week but it was the other day but it's going to be released a week before this one um about social media and stuff like that and i think we tend to feel a bit of I guess not shame, but like we don't want to be seen to try and advertise ourselves. We mm. want, I feel like there's this percent, as much as people talk about like people wanting to like fake stuff for social media, I, for me, one of the biggest things is that people want to feel like 
everything that is coming to them is organic. Yes. And they didn't have, even like people posting class flyers and mm. stuff like, like for their dance classes, I feel are a bit like. They want everyone else to do it. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> they don't want to feel like, please come to my class. Yeah. They want to feel like people just come to my class because yeah. they love me, you know? Yeah. And I think that like with a lot of our stuff, it's like, oh, you know, I just put my stuff out into the world and. <laughs> and it just works. And it just works. And it came to me and people hit me up because they, the work spoke for itself. And it's like, yeah, yeah to a certain extent, that's true. But to a certain extent, we, we can, not that we have to, but we can advertise ourselves. We can yes. make, we can network, we can make contacts. And yeah, and I think those things work. Mm. So I guess my, uh, was that leading to a question or am I just talking? I don't know. Who cares? My podcast. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think like, do you have any opinions on that? Like, do you feel like at Unlike any point. promotion and. Or just. I guess calculated marketing and advertising and networking. Do you ever feel like oh, I've got to go in? Because I feel like that quite a lot. That when I do things, I'm like, okay, this will help me and blah, blah. And also even just leaving the house and being up, out and, and doing stuff mm. brings me way more work than sitting yeah, in the house doing stuff. So sometimes yeah, I have to go I out agree. when I don't want to and go to events. Because there's so many times where there's a, a, I mean, in our dance scene, there's a lot of people that we all know each other and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that know that I'm a photographer. So you would think if they need a photographer and they know me and they want to work with me, they'll hit me up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't quite work like that. No. Like if I'm out at events, people that have been liking my stuff, people that have been inboxing me, whatever, like just on a friend kind of thing, they'll see me in real life and talk and then be like, oh yeah, I want to get some pictures done. Let me hit you up. And I'll get work from that just yeah. from being there in real life. Cause I guess as much as social media is a big thing, that person, personal interaction is still a, a big thing but then it leads me to kind of be like okay i need to like get up and go out because i don't yeah. know who i'm gonna run into and have yeah. a catch-up with that may lead to some work or there's so many so much work that i've got has come from people being like oh how's things and i'm like oh yeah i'm doing photography and video and i'm doing these things and i'm working on this and then they go oh i've got a friend that's looking for a photographer and i'm like you've had my instagram this whole time <laughs> like why is it because we're having this conversation yeah. but it's like that you know the, yeah, the networking in that way does help especially and that's not like a forced thing of i think a lot of people take yeah. networking as like i struggle with networking though to be fair i'm not gonna lie but in what because i think <laughs> what i was gonna say i think a lot of people take networking as kissing ass and it's like you have to be out there mm. and being like oh my god like i'm this but or like you know the elevator yeah. pitch thing of like yeah, yeah, yeah. hello my name is Didi and i'm a creative would you like to hire me and it's like <laughs> it, sometimes just being around and talking to people yeah i'm trying to see it like that i'm yeah. trying to see it as more just socializing now yeah but i do get and just being I, present in people's minds, I guess. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. I see like, it. Like, I love getting into, like, a genuine conversation with someone yeah. that I didn't expect to meet. But I do think if you're going out with the intention to network, yeah. to meet people, to speak about yourself, I feel like you're already going into that conversation with an agenda. So it already makes it unnatural. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like when the conversations are natural, then I just end up chatting the most shit. Yeah. Like, and I'll say something and, like, later on, I'll be thinking about it and be like, oh, yeah, why, why did, did I, I say that? that? Yeah. yeah, it's so annoying. So I try to not even think about it now. Yeah. Um, and yeah and also just accept as well that sometimes networking is just reaching out to someone on instagram and yeah, yeah. just sending them a private message mm. or commenting on a picture sometimes that's all it takes i definitely feel like my like i actually really appreciate my following on instagram actually right. um because well i've had this conversation before which could probably go into like a completely different topic but we got no plan here we're freestyling yes here up at the like Duke with, london studios with i'm going to talk about females actually because with females in the creative industry i do feel like from my observations that if you um sell yourself in a in a particular type of way and i'm right. going to say like 
if you're not wearing much clothing, <clears throat> if you are selling sex, yeah, in in some degree, that it does boost your followers. It's yeah. gonna boost your engagement. Guys too, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I know you're talking but about just women just at the point. in, in yeah. terms of uh, terms of women, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's no. just a, an angle that I'm aware of. Yeah, and I've not intentionally done the opposite of that. Well, even because I feel like I really don't really show that part of me on yeah on my social media. Um, but it's something that even getting into conversation with people that do more of those posts, they say, oh, I just have a bunch of perverts following me. Yeah. That's what a lot of them <laughs> yeah. say. Like, That's true. A lot yeah. of them say, oh, it's just a bunch of guys. And then the minute they post a picture of them and their boyfriend, they lose a bunch of followers. Yeah. And or like I've heard people be like, oh, they... Um uh, get more likes for like a selfie or something. Yeah, than... and I got really obsessive over that because I've posted like a picture maybe of me on holiday yeah. and I'm like wearing something that shows more skin than usual and then everyone's like, oh my God, Didi's girl, she's got a yeah. body, wow. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh my God, what that's what was under all those layers of clothing that she wears. Yeah. But then that always really bugs me because I'm like, oh, you're also predictable. You're also yeah. shallow. But it is a very human thing. And what I do like though opposing to that is the fact that I have a really great creative base of yeah. like following. I feel like everybody that follows me is like really engaged with my work and that they are there more for the substance rather than just like a, a shallow, oh, she's, you know, she's going to post a hot selfie, which yeah. they're just going to forget about in a second. They might actually revisit my page again because they want to see the work again. And I much prefer working with substance in mind. Yeah. So, yeah, I think also it's, it's a thing of, whether you're going for amount of followers or if you're going for more engagement, which yeah. from all the stuff, I mean, I don't know anything about social media, but all the stuff I've been reading and stuff is that the engagement is way more important than the mm -hmm. amount of followers. Cause yeah, it's like, 100%. you can have 20,000 followers and get like 12 likes on your pictures. And yeah. then really, what are you doing besides having a, a well, it's just the facade, isn't it? Yeah. That like, it looks on like the outside. You've got. Yeah. And I guess there's ways to leverage that into opportunities, but if you've mm -hmm. got a base, like, cause how many followers do you have on Insta? I think I've got just <clears throat> over 2000. Right. So it's like compared to someone that has like 20,000, mm -hmm. that's not a lot, but you might have all of those people might be more engaged in your work that person, yeah. than yeah, someone who, or like you're saying a girl or a guy who they're there just kind of for the, mm -hmm. for the hot selfies or whatever. And that makes the numbers look better. Yeah. But then it doesn't quite, um, they don't engage as much with the creative work, yeah. which I mean, it's just different angles. But yeah, it? I think it depends <clears throat> on your perspective as well and like what you want to get out of your yeah. your work and what you're using Instagram for. Yeah. Some people just want to, you know, boost their confidence a little bit and that's fine. I think for me now it's, it's become more just a, of an extension of my creativity. And it's also something that keeps me accountable as well. Yeah. Like sometimes having that platform makes me feel like I need, not need to do more work, but I want to do more work. Yeah, I think, oh man, I'm so like, I'm I sure. I want to see the progression. Yeah, I, I'm sure this is going to like come up more and more as, as I do the podcast, but like, yeah. I'm such an advocate for social media. I think yeah. it's fucking dope. And I, I think, think it is as well. It's such a I used to hate it though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying there's no negatives to it. I just yeah. think A, it's an easy target for anyone that wants to feel woke, let's say, or yeah. like... <laughs> better than people and they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm quitting social media because I want to get in touch with my real yo <laughs> like I'm on social media every day and yeah. I have some legit close fucking friendships with the people I'm around yeah. and like I can sit and have I mean you've had hours of conversations on WhatsApp yeah, and literally. in real life yeah. 
and sometimes on Instagram and WhatsApp at the same time. Yeah, because we like to confuse each other. <laughs> oh, that stresses me out. But might, know, might as well send me an email happens. while we're here. Um, but. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm such an advocate for social media and I think it's very much about how you use it and your mentality behind it. When people are like, oh, you know, when people are on, like, uh, I guess the one big thing that people talk about is, you know, it ruins people's, like, manners and Mm. they don't want to, they can't focus or they're distracted. It's like, your friends are assholes. It's not social media. Like, yes, there's an addictive side to it, blah, blah, blah. But there's also addictive sides to, like, cigarettes, but I'm not, like, blowing smoke in your face every time. Like, I don't smoke, but... Do you know what I mean? It's like you you know how and when to manage your your addictions, I guess, or things that you're into. I love PlayStation and I, I'm addicted to PlayStation. I'm not playing it right now, am I? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, so exactly. So I think it's like if you use it as a tool and to your advantage and to hold yourself accountable, yes. to feel like, okay, I haven't posted anything and not like, oh, I'm just going to post whatever, I'm going to do whatever. It's like, oh, this is like a trigger for me to go out and create real stuff. But yeah. it comes from the fact that I'm, people are watching. I'm just really passionate about taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah. Like you just have to take responsibility. If you are feeling bad about something, yeah. take responsibility for that yeah. and pull away from it. If, yeah. if you're noticing that something's a trigger. But I feel like a lot of people self-sabotage sometimes yeah. and do things that they know makes them feel bad. Yeah. Like, you know, like cigarettes, like all these things. But then own it and be yeah, like, oh yeah, it, I know it. I'm feeling shit, but yeah. it's my fault. Exactly. Don't fucking blame social media. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm yeah. I'm passionate about like Instagram being like a really positive place, but that's yeah. because I've made it into a positive and place. Yo, this is the other thing. That's such a good point. It's like, A, what you said about your followers, like mm. you don't have a bunch of pervs. Like, I mean, everyone's got a few pervs, even I have, I think probably, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've got a few. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, you haven't got a bunch of pervs just only like um, trying to DM you and blah, blah. Yeah. You've got people that are actually interested in your work, but because you've stayed consistent in posting that stuff and you're like, mm-hmm. this is who I am. People know what they're coming for. Yeah. When they, when they and go. they're not going to come mm-hmm. to your thing to perv on hot selfies because you're yeah. like, oh, but this is the place for my work. So mm-hmm. A, you've curated your following. Yeah. And B, you everybody can curate their news feeds. Like mm-hmm. you, you start Instagram following zero people. So when people are like, oh yeah, yeah. It's so negative seeing Kim Kardashian. Why are you following her? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... I unfollow I, people all the time. Yeah. And my Instagram is like the fucking most inspirational place. Yes. Yeah, it's like my mood board. You know what I mean? I yeah, follow I agree. all my friends that are doing dope shit. If I if a friend... I don't really give a shit about this social dynamic of like... I've had arguments with people because they've been like, why do you unfollow me? And I'm like, because I don't want to follow you anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> your Instagram is yeah, depressing yeah. me and you're just talking shit and I don't agree with what... I'm yeah. like, I want to curate a, a news feed that inspires me is either f- not necessarily famous people for the sake of being famous, but, you know, like artists that I look yeah. up to and stuff. So when I go on Insta and I scroll, I'm, like, motivated to do my own shit. I'm motivated to see what my other friends are doing and mm-hmm. and feel... Um, inspired by like yeah peers in my own kind of yeah, lane exactly. as well and yeah i don't necessarily think that that's that hard yeah to i do. think people shouldn't be afraid to unfollow people that's yeah. let's just get that out there yeah don't yeah. be afraid to do that peeps bars yeah <laughs> yeah like honestly sometimes i've followed someone because i've really liked their work and then i see their stories and they're really negative yeah. and i'm like oh fuck off yeah, yeah, yeah like i just unfollow because i'm i just don't have time for it like there's already everyone knows there's bullshit every day in the world why do you want to subject yourself to more of it when you don't have to yeah so it, it's, it, it's just responsibility like yeah. but i do understand like maybe when you're younger obviously it's harder to yeah we're how old yeah. are you my age how old are you 30 oh i'm gonna be 30 this year happy birthday <laughs> you're a year younger than me i'm gonna be 30 like this month so when oh you, so same yeah i turned it in october 
gosh, I've told everyone my age. No, it's all right. No, I don't actually care. You look wonderful for 30. Thanks. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> being being short helps. Yeah, it actually does, <laughs> honestly. It really does. Someone said that to me. They were like, oh, you only look young because of how you dress. I was like, oh, you hate her. You, you absolutely hate her. But I, I was listening no, I to get it, another podcast about this. But it's like, I feel like in creative, especially in like street culture, yeah. let's say like, or this side of the world, this side of that creative world we have it's kind of like an almost ageless mm. you might have like 57 year olds yeah wearing like supreme tracksuits or yeah. something you know what i mean which and you're like true. which i do like though yeah i think it's dope it's really but it's kind of harder to you don't see the age gaps as much in this yeah in our realm let's For say real yeah <laughs> um oh what was i gonna say Oh, yeah, in terms of the networking stuff, going taking a step back from social media, in terms of the networking stuff, because I feel like in the dance scene, mm-hmm. you've kind of conscious, and I mean, from conversations we've had, you've kind of consciously taken a step back and been like, again, like curating what you're around, same as social media, but you've been like, there was stuff in the dance scene and in the like battle scene that mm-hmm. wasn't making you happy. So instead of just being like, oh, this is which i think a lot of people do like oh this is the scene i've got to deal with it there's negative yeah, sides just blah, blah, accepting blah. it for what it is yeah you've been like no I'm not do-. and i do that so yeah. like i i kind of just take the bad with the good and be like yeah. oh, fuck it like that's kind of what the scene is mm-hmm. but um i think you cut from my, from my perspective you consciously took a step back and went no i'm gonna be around what i want to be around yeah and tough shit kind mm-hmm. of thing i'll make it work from my lane and i don't want to have to feel like i have to be part of this or show up at this or feel like i guess social pressure mm-hmm to 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 fit in to then get work which i think a lot of people in the creative industry do of like if i don't go to this party if i don't um if i'm not friends with these type of people i'm not going to get work i mean this is such a thing with dancers Mm -hmm. that um you know you want to be in the right circles to get work or whatever but so has that step back affected you working or is it really like you were saying about attracting you the right work or think in the long run it, it's pay, paying off now yeah but actually for a long time it was really difficult yeah. and I feel like I I got angry in a lot of that journey right. as well because you're lost yeah, and yeah. you don't uh, before or after you took a step back this was during like okay. so after after I'd taken that step back so when I first came into the scene I was like just naive and you know are like young and how yeah. old were you when you first started i was like 20 okay, like yeah. yeah like when i first like kind of got exposed to like jojos and whatever yeah. so i was always speaking to everyone and you don't really know who anyone is and yeah like i'm chatty so i'll be friends with everyone and i kind of miss that part of me it's like that innocence yeah when you don't and that like um I don't know what the word is, but when you're like, you feel like the dance scene is great and yeah, everyone, like, there's like, so many friends to be made. Like. Exactly. And I was just inspired by absolutely everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like even the most like mediocre dancer would have been really impressive. Yeah, to me. yeah. And I do miss that yeah. innocence and that ignorance because sometimes when you know too much, it can yeah. create. A- and also you've, you've developed personal relationships and yeah. people have pissed you off and you're like, <laughs> you're a great dancer, but you're a dick or yeah. I heard this thing about you and it just kind of tars well, you, your like, image. Just- the glossiness of it starts to wash away yeah. after a while and you start to see things for what they are. God, we're like making it so depressing for anyone who's a young dancer listening. Oh, no. <laughs> things are going to get no, terrible No, I mean, don't you. get me wrong. I loved that time in my life. Like, yeah. I loved going JoJo's. I loved Trocadero. I loved going back and forth between, like, what was the, um, oh, what was the club opposite JoJo's? Oh, um, where, where Joe used to play. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What was it called again? Barumba? 
yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. So I used to like cross back and forth between there and like get home at like six in the morning and like that was like my life and I yeah. used to love it and then you start <clears> to take it more seriously and you obviously start to think about your career and your work and I think that for me the dance scene became really negative yeah like especially if you do start to make waves and you do start to become noticed and yeah. people kind of want a piece of you and that's what it felt like um, yeah for those of you that don't know like I started out with whacking and like because there wasn't many people doing it in the country it was easy to get a name yeah i guess if you were half decent i mean when we started i feel like it was like that with a lot of the styles because the uk used to have a really yeah, small really, underground scene yeah it was tiny compared to what it is now yeah, oh yeah it's got oh, yeah. Man, i always talk about this in the last 10 years it's fucking exploded yeah and it's like at, what it took to become one of the best in your style at that time and no mm -hmm. i'm not saying this about yeah, you no, but no, like no, but I, I say it about myself I, I look back at myself and i'm like oh my god i was awful. But also i love that because say even like when i first started doing hip-hop there was maybe like 10 of us yeah, yeah, <laughs> and now it's like what it takes to get through prelims yeah is like way more mm -hmm. than what it took back then i just yeah. had to kind of be there well, back, well like <laughs> i mean i feel like back then you could predict who was going to win before yeah. you'd even yeah, seen yeah. the battles but it makes them. everyone work harder and get better so the whole yeah. scene has got way better now because mm -hmm. there's more people in it just yeah, because it's 100%. bigger competition well, that just makes sense That's yeah like what happens but sorry yeah yeah no so like i was entering all the battles and i didn't really have like you know any hesitation to enter or anything <clears throat> like that i was quite like on it on it yeah always battling and i did well like yeah. you know i was either in the finals or i'd win and obviously that the, your name travels very fast in like such a small scene and people yeah. knew who i was and i'd done whacking for like maybe one to two years and i'd got to that level of like i don't know status within the scene yeah and it just started to become like more for other people than it was for myself people yeah. were like pulling me into battles i feel like a lot of good battlers feel like that yeah. especially younger ones i've spoken to even now like some of the younger guys in our scene and they felt like the pressure of like yes. i can't lose because i've won like well people like, used to say to me like there were like whackers at the time that used to say oh Didi, you have to enter you have yeah. to enter this battle you have to represent there's no yeah. way that you can't and then you'd feel like you've got this like greater responsibility to do certain yeah. things and i think also this is like maybe another conversation for another time but how there's like a a fake like responsibility to the culture yes of like oh but we have to keep this style yeah. alive or we have to like make sure people know that oh people UK. don't know what they're talking about but also That's just all bullshit it's when i mean i'm not so much for that but it's also when that I like how i'm just saying that and you're like yeah the dean is just cussing no 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 I, like i'm with you in that like i <laughs> yeah, i don't yeah. really give a shit and i think uh that's why i say it's more of a conversation for another time but i think you can't force a culture mm. a culture is something that happens naturally and if yes. it's there it's there if you're forcing people to i mean you can force a culture and i think uh again conversation for another time but i feel like that's what's happening in a lot of the dance scene mm -hmm. is that we forced Force cultures, cultures and people are doing things because they don't want to they're just doing it because oh i have to well, pay homage was. to the whacking was a forced one right like, they just wanted it to happen and mm -hmm. maybe there's a few people that care about whatever the style is but i think when that starts to come at the detriment of what the people in it mm. want do you know what i mean like there's yeah. people there's, there's there's young dancers who are paying money to fly to other countries that money that they don't have <laughs> to to go and like go to after parties and stuff because it's like the party yeah. culture of hip-hop and it's like 
if that's at the detriment of what you your personal life i don't think you should force that yeah maybe 100%. i'm wrong. It's like no whatever. i agree just for the sake of keeping a culture alive it's like the culture will survive if it's meant to survive and if yeah. there's enough people that give a shit about it um no it's true so yeah i yeah, think like, like when people are like oh you have to enter it's like fuck off like <laughs> well that's literally what and i remember the last time i was at funkin styles uk i think this was like years and oh, years wow, ago yeah. and someone like dragged me up to the side of the stage and were like go on dd because i remember specifically saying oh this time i'm just gonna come and watch yeah yeah, yeah. and i kind of got dragged up around the side and then the next day I got like I you know I kind of got voted out in the first round yeah um and it's not so much who who I lost against or anything like that like that was never it but I just felt like it felt very staged and fixed and even if it wasn't just the fact that I felt that was like that's not how I should be feeling also if you're not like it's not to be dismissed how much pressure and how uh, exposing doing battles are it's quite yeah. it's quite a tough thing even though we take it as a bit of fun um and if you're not in the right mental state to be doing a battle yeah. it can knock you big time especially 100%. when it's something that you're like the, i mean the mix between art and sport it's like here's my self-expression and mm-hmm. then they go not good enough and yeah. then they point to the other person it's it can be tough you know mm-hmm. um and that's kind of something that i think a lot of people struggle with and you have to find a way around. But like I was saying, if people are forcing you into it, yeah. then you're not in the right space to be doing that. So well, so did yeah. that lead you to take a step back? Or was it that type of stuff? Yeah, I think it was that type of stuff, but then also just reflecting on myself. And I was like, mm, I don't feel like my skills are reflecting how much I really want to express. Yeah. So I kind of retreated and then... Because you had developed a skill set suited for like the battle stuff yeah rather than what you yeah wanted to and do. it was i felt like it was all pretty much surface level like i don't rate myself as a whacker from back in the day but right. a lot of people still hold on to yeah, that memory yeah, yeah. of me and i'm like didi you were so sick like oh because like, it's what they wanted to see it's rather because than they, yeah, exactly. what you wanted to express and then when i went on a real deeper journey and i decided to move away from it and really work on my skills i get less attention now mm. having gone down that road than i did for when i had a quarter of the skills that I have now, but that was just because I was entering battles and entertaining people yeah. for, you know, yeah, you like di- dilute this. Yeah. 100%. But also that's, I mean, that's it. Like anything, I guess, like if you think of the attention that Fast and the Furious gets, mm. as opposed to like an independent film that has details and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the more you dilute something, the more people it can reach. And the more, yes. even though all of us, Oh, it's so true. Like, yeah. <laughs> all of those people who it's reached are going to mm. go, man, it was okay. Rather than a small amount of people going, oh my God, it's amazing. Which I think is kind of a metaphor for you or analogy. Oh metaphor. God, yeah. That's who actually really deep. For you. But I feel like it's like you could dilute yourself and everyone could be like, oh, cool, Didi. Or you could do what you're doing and then there's a, a less amount of people, but they're all going to be like, wow, Didi. You know what I mean? Which 100%. I guess yeah. also is, is not to say that one is better than the other. I think that's reflective in like every single part of my life. Yeah. Like with the dance that I do, I feel like it goes over so many people's heads. Yeah. And then like with the work that I do, sometimes I'm like, yeah, people don't care. But then you can get really bitter about that stuff yeah. if you're focused on how it's being received constantly. Yeah. But I, I also come back to humans need to be acknowledged. We need to have feedback. Yeah. Like this is something I, I read about, like when you're a child and you're in school, for example, like you constantly get feedback, right? For right. every single thing you do, whether it's wrong, bad, like you, you've done something great. Yeah. Like you, you get told, oh, well done. Oh no, that wasn't good. Oh, you can do this better. I think when you get a bit older, you don't get that constant feedback. So you end up becoming that person to your 
yourself mm. and and from a place of probably and, insecurity and exactly and not from the nicest and kindest place so i think it's not always a great thing to um to focus so much on other people and what they're yeah what they're receiving and just literally just do you like and i think to be i mean i don't know if this is a valid point but i think any feedback is valid feedback in a way mm-hmm. like like i i'm i don't know from an outside perspective i if i was you yeah. i'd be happy because there's stuff like there's stuff of yours and like you i feel like you're a good friend of mine and mm-hmm. i really care about you as an artist yeah and there's some of your projects that i'm like oh, i love this and then some like oh i don't like it as much yeah, but yeah, it's not yeah. like i don't think it's as good yeah, or, yeah, yeah. but, that's but it's just, just like oh yeah this one didn't or there'll be like a, a middle ground where it's like oh this i just don't feel either way or mm-hmm. i really don't like that or i really wouldn't do that the same way or i really love this you know yeah, and it's yeah. like for me with my art i guess as long as i'm getting i don't want the middle extreme i don't yeah. want people to look at my pictures and just go eh, yeah right. like yeah. i want them to even be like what the fuck is this like or amazing yeah, yeah like you know like those really abstract art pieces where it's like it's just a white square yeah. on a wall and people are like i don't get all the banana yeah did you see that the banana yeah, with the duct tape yeah, yeah, I've seen how it. much reaction that got mm. i'm like for me that's sick because yeah. it's like, even if it's negative it's like what the fuck is this banana on the wall? That's bullshit. That's not art. Blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but you're fucking reacting. Yeah. So that's dope. Like, yeah. or if people love it and they think it's genius, that's dope. If they just mm. went, oh yeah, cool. That's the shit. And just place walked, to be looked at it and nodded and walked yeah. past. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, as an artist, I feel like that's kind of shit. So I think it's like, I guess finding the positivity, even in someone reacting negative mm-hmm. to your work. If that oh makes yeah. Sense. yeah. To be honest, I, I don't mind that. Yeah. I feel like I get received negatively and positively all the time. Yeah. Like, especially in the dance scene as well. I feel like there's, um, well, I don't know. Like I said this to you just before we started filming, I was like, yeah. oh, I feel like sometimes I probably come across as a right bitch to some people that don't know me. Like, because I'm, I sometimes- It's like, been a long time since I didn't know you, so I don't know. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could be totally <clears throat> off. Like, I have no idea, but- There's people listening that are like, no, she's right. <laughs> she's right. Yeah, you are a bitch. I only <laughs> listen to this because she's an asshole. But yeah. sometimes I'm aware of that, that energy that- can be perceived in in a different way than actually where it's coming from which is just me keeping myself to myself and also and be also simultaneously being opinionated i think yes it's the mix it's like yes. you stay away and you're opinionated so it's kind of like oh yeah dunno. and i'd rather not be fake yeah and i'd rather not yeah i just and also some I, i'm quite sensitive actually so i don't always want to be in conversation with people and i, I feel like in in the industry sometimes you made to feel like you have to uh, always be like talkative and like always switched on and i'm like no so i'm just having a bit of a shit day like yeah. i don't want to come over and hug you when you're sweating and you're yeah. dancing like <laughs> i don't you know what i mean i don't want to do that yeah. like, and when people ask you about stuff and you're like you don't care and i don't care about telling you so yeah i don't want to have this conversation let's just all be real to ourselves yeah. guys yeah but i yeah. actually think that's why i get on with you really well like i mean there's not every conversation we have we agree on or yeah, even no. we were just saying this before as well that we don't um we're so different and yeah we're so different yeah and like we have different approaches to stuff we have different approaches to art even like stuff like spirituality and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm very like not in the same or i don't think the same way i guess as you yeah but it's it's i like that because i'm like i oh maybe this is just speaking for me but i'm sure it can't just be me that feels like this but i take comfort in that because I know where I stand with you at all times. Yes. And that makes me feel good. Like, yeah, I don't same. like people that are, this is, it stresses me when someone is too nice mm-hmm. to everyone. Cause I'm like, I don't know what you I really think about people. me. And if I say mm-hmm. something and you go, Oh, that's a good point. I'm like, yeah. do you think that's a good point or not? And then I get stressed internally. Yeah. So with you, I'm like, 
if I've said something that's bullshit yeah. or offensive or uh, you don't agree with mm. or you think I'm being a dummy, like, <laughs> for want you of a better dummy. word, you dummy, um, you're going to tell me. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And you're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, that's bullshit. Or no, what? Like, that's a fucked up way of thinking. And then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's Well, right. I just feel like I can be myself. Like, that's how I judge it. Like, yeah. like with my friendship with you and, like, with anybody, anybody else, I well i don't judge the person but yeah i just value did i just touch a foot you did Ooh. that was weird yeah. <laughs> it created a weird moment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just judge it by how i act yeah. around that person if i'm just being myself then i'm like oh okay yeah me that too 100 percent. and it's like yeah. more of a natural thing if i if i'm like you notice it halfway through a conversation you're like yeah. oh i'm myself like i'm yeah. not putting on a front or i'm not feeling like i have to yeah. lie or and something. then you probably say things that you shouldn't say or yeah. you know I mean, that's the problem. The with, jokes go a bit too far. With doing <laughs> this with people you're comfortable with. I'm like, oh shit, everything's being recorded. But, oh well. I feel like we could talk about so many different things. It's stressing me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, we're going to have to wrap been... soon. It's like an hour and a bit. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, this is good. We can always we can always come back. Let's do a part two. Yeah. But um, no, it's true. I don't even know why we started talking about that. I don't know either. This might not make any sense to anyone. Yeah, but I, I'm not well, gonna lie. Well, has it made any sense what we've been speaking about? Cool. So our, our okay. producer is yeah. still playing Call of Duty. Hasn't listened to a thing we're saying. <laughs> hasn't paid attention to the camera. Been useless. If the camera angles are off, we know who to blame. Yes. Oh my god. Imagine. But, but yeah. Been recording for the first 15 minutes, so cool. This is terrible. That, I love. I love this. Um, but it's all good. Uh, anyway, should we? Should we wrap? Yeah, it's up to we can, you. We can have another co- cup I mean, of coffee and keep talking after. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, just because um, we'll keep it to, to the time limits and then we'll see if you want a longer podcast, if you want a shorter podcast, please leave comments and tell me if you know me. Yeah. And if you want Didi to talk more or if you want her to show well, up more. I actually want to start a YouTube channel, oh. which I have done for a while. Oh, yeah, let's do this. This is maybe something we should do. Is there anything coming up that you're doing that you want to promote? I mean, I'm not saying I have a huge following that <laughs> you're going to get all sorts of stuff, but just in case people are listening, anything you want to talk about or tell people that's coming up? Mm, no. Just cool. look at my Sick. Instagram. That worked well. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I set that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah, yeah no i'd just say just check out my instagram there's all the stuff on there i'm yeah. always yeah i've got things in in the making but nothing no, you're nothing trying to put no. out at the moment what no. about your classes yes i do teach but you know that's a gym box so it's not it's not open classes well yeah like i mean this go, segment has become a failure immediately this is just really failed i mean i teach at gym box but yeah if you like what i do then just contact me because yeah. then we'll just have a conversation slide in them dms yo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my all right well Thanks for you. having me. Oh, mate. Appreciate you coming through. This was lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. Let's My tea's cold now, so can I have another tea? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Let's get some assistance. <laughs> and just a shout out to our spon- sponsor for today is Nike. No, oh, yeah. It's not, but if Nike want to send me stuff. <laughs> um, well, I got sent stuff by... Uh, yeah, I saw that by Fila. What was that about? Oh, yeah. I'm part of their influencer database oh, now. So, so uh, are Fila going to be listening to this? I don't know. Am I going to Shall we tag Fila? Yeah, let's tag Fila. Get Luke some feelers. I'm just like, the thing is, I've always loved Fila. I think they're they're, actually, they're probably the best company that has ever existed. And, you know, I'm not. They're so old school. Look at you, chatting shit. (laughs) No, they they are are dope. They are dope, but. You know, if they... Uh, but if, he's like, no, not If Dee Dee do, does get them to listen and uh, they want to they sponsor the podcast, I'll wear feeler. I'll wear full head-to-toe feeler. Such I'll wear a feeler earrings and get feeler headphones. and uh, I don't give a shit. I'll take, I'll uh, take free shit right. all day. Let's do a makeover after this. Shall we? Let's get the lipstick out. Come on, then. Are you doing a makeover of me? Yep. Are you saying I'm not beautiful? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Alright well If you got this far Thanks for listening Thanks And um, Hopefully See you next week Yeah maybe not Maybe there is